Hey everyone, welcome to A Mess Nonetheless. I'm Rachel. And I'm Melissa. And we are sisters. And we are super excited to be on our second part of our mini series that we're starting off season two with. And we are have been ta- we're going to be talking about comparison in lots of different avenues the next couple of weeks. But today we're going to be talking about marriage. Mm-hmm. So Rachel, yeah. tell us a little bit what that even means to compare in marriage. <laughs> okay. Well, it's funny because we actually touched on this last episode without even meaning to. We, you used one as an example. And I was like listening and editing it. I was like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. We did talk a little bit about it. So if you listened last episode, you already heard a smidgen of it. But, you know, we were talking about um, how like your husband is different than my husband and my husband's different than my friend's husband and my neighbor's husband, right? And like not one person in this world has everything together, including men, including our husbands. I'm not singling them (laughs) out. We are all the same. But not one husband does everything right. No. I mean, it's just impossible. And so what one person's husband does right, mine might do wrong, quote unquote, or not well. I shouldn't Mm -hmm. say wrong. Not well. It might not be his strength. But my husband has strengths that like for sure other men don't have. And then there's plenty of areas that it's like I could easily compare him to people all around me, all other husbands, and never be satisfied with my husband. And I have a great husband. Right. But I could – like we talked about last episode, you know, when you – compare me as your sister to all these other amazing sisters. <laughs> We're not better about that, I can see. <laughs> I do have to say, I was listening to the episode, like editing it, and my son Randy was in the room, and he literally burst out laughing when I was like, rude, why was your example? And then when we came back and I was like, so all these other sisters who are so ph- phenomenal, and he was like, you guys are funny. I was like, yeah, you should listen to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, when we only focus on what someone in our life, our husbands, our friends, our sisters, you know, our moms are missing and we own, and we focus on what other people have, we yes. will hurt ourselves and our marriage. Yeah. We're setting ourselves up to fail. Like exactly. we're literally setting our relationship up to fail. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, because yeah. there's nothing worse than, I mean, I actually don't have a husband who compares me to other women ever, really. I don't think, Same. but I can't even imagine if he was like, well, that wife does this. Why don't you do that? That would be so painful. And I'd be like, what's because I don't want to, or it's not my gifting or not my boss. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying that we don't have the right to talk to each other and say, Hey, this is something I I need you to work on. You to work on. Like Mm -hmm. this would make me feel more loved or more seen, or this is something that you're maybe a little selfish in this area. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, no, there's always, a place to talk in our marriages about things we each need to work on. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's yeah. not what we're talking about there. Yeah, well, so so some examples that like I can think of in my marriage. My I I can't remember what what I talked about the last time. We so about Phil not being very romantic, other than the ring. Talk about again. So I guess we'll that one. <laughs> oh, you're gonna need a new example. We already heard that one. <laughs> okay. So the thing is, is that Bill. Okay, he. Okay, bear with me. He doesn't listen to this, so he won't be hurt, and he wouldn't. I disagree. He doesn't have great style. Like he loves his sweatshirts. He loves his snowmobile gear. Like Beanies, 509 yeah. is a brand. He loves that brand. He loves his comfy pants and his neon t-shirts that he got at the track as a volunteer. And they're his favorite to lounge around in. And that's what I see him in most of the time. His comfy but he pants. actually, what'd you say? His comfy pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does like his comfy pants. 
Bill, so my husband, Bill has really great taste in women's style and clothing. Like I regularly will go to him and be, you know, send him pictures or be like, what, what looks best together? What shoes are best? And, um, and he's pays a lot of attention to me and my style and my clothing, not in a judgy way, but like in a, he likes it. And so much so that he kind of knows all my clothes. He knows all my socks. When, when, when we were younger, Rachel had like taken a pair of my socks and was at our house and Bill's yeah. like, what are you doing with Melissa's socks on? <laughs> How do you know these are her socks? Right, right. So the reason I'm bringing up this is that, so if I needed Bill to have really great style, I would easily be disappointed in him and I would compare him to other men. But in that same aspect of how he's wired, he's so sweet to me. Mm-hmm. He compliments me every single day he sees me. He compliments me on how I look and he mm-hmm. is fun to go shopping with because he yes. likes to try on clothes and he's a and great shopping partner. He is a great shopping partner. And in fact, for years, we live in Minnesota where there's the Mall of America. And for years, every Christmas, he'd be like, I'm craving the Mall of America shopping at Christmas time. <laughs> craving it. <laughs> and and you point- so easily miss that yeah. if you mm-hmm. would be focused on this one thing that he's not excellent at. Exactly. Dressing himself well. It's just not important to him. Yes, exactly. Dressing himself up well. And so that is, I mean, that's such a small, simple thing that Mm -hmm. I could, and and to be honest with you, when we first were married, I was very focused on it and I hurt him because I would make him feel like he didn't look good enough all the time. Mm -hmm. And yet, meanwhile, he's making me feel like I look great all the time. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. The thing about it in marriage is like, so basically we're always going to have things we wish are you know, partner did different and Mm -hmm. vice versa. Right. But if we only focus on the things that like, honestly, are just things, does it really matter? Like some things just doesn't matter. Right. Does it matter if, you know, my husband writes these flowery, amazing cards? Right. No, because he wants to spend quality time with me all the time. Right. right? Like, Mm -hmm. and he compliments me all the time. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, if I needed him to like, I mean, he just writes like, I love you, Rach, you know, like almost every card, but it's like, Mm -hmm. he gives me nice cards, but you know, yes, exactly. So I have a couple points here though. I want to talk about before we, um, and we can talk about examples throughout, but so the first point is our marriage is designed to be a reflection of God. First and foremost, like when God Mm -hmm. created man and woman, he created them for each other. He created woman for man. Like we were created in God's image to represent him in physical form. In fact, the word that they use for image when it says, let us make man in our image, um, is in Hebrew is Salem and it can mean like idol or physical appearance. So it's like, we are like the physical idol of God walking around, which is why God doesn't allow any other idolatry. Cause we are the mm-hmm. only ones who have been given permission to bear his image. And mm-hmm. we are meant to bear his image together as a partnership. Not everyone gets married, but if man and woman come together, the Bible says, you know, we are to be together forever. We are in one flesh and we are supposed to represent together who God is. And I think because God decided man alone wasn't good enough, so to speak, like it wasn't the full picture. I think when man and woman are married, we are the best representation of God. And so instead of us tearing each other down in our marriage, like we need to be building each other up and showing other people who God is through the way that we treat each other the way that we talk to each other, the way we talk about each other, the way we handle conflict and the way we value one another, you know, flaws and all. And would you agree with that? Yes. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. So anyways, that's my first point is that we are 
made in God's image and we are supposed to represent him and be a reflection of him in our marriages. Yeah. Um, and then I had read this quote this week that I wrote down because it was really good. It says, our marriage is a witness, whether we like it or not. <laughs> our marriage is saying something about God and about the love of God in Christ for his people. And people are listening. What yeah. our kids believe about God will largely come from what they believe about us. Yes. So it matters who and how we are as married people. Yes. Isn't that good? Yeah. It's like very they're good. They're going to look at us and see relationship. And they're going to, our kids, especially like if you have kids, but also other people, even if you don't have kids, other people are going to look to our marriages and see relationships and, and either see, oh, I do not want my relationships with friends, coworkers, mm-hmm. partners, spouses, whatever to be like that. Or it's, exa- it's so loving. It's so kind. It's so complimentary. You know, um, people are watching kids and friends and family and everyone. Well, and whether people realize that what they're seeing is a representation of who God is and how he, you right. know, <clears throat> his physical image, that is why a lot of times people who have had maybe bad parents, like bad mm-hmm. abusive yep. parents or, or neglectful parents, they struggle to believe God can really love them and, and can see them right. for who they are and, and want a relationship with them because they're like, well, if my own parent didn't, right. um, why would God want that? And so- yes. I don't right. know what place you're in, but that's something to reflect on and, and think, does your does the way you saw your parents and their marriage, does that represent at all how you see God? Yes. Well, and the thing is, is like if we're supposed to represent God and we're supposed to be walking images of God and then we're comparing our spouses to other people's spouses, mm-hmm. it's like God. God's like, no, I made you all different. It's right. like he made our bodies different. He made our hair colors different. He made our mm-hmm. eye colors different. Our skin colors, our skin tones, even within mm-hmm. the same races. He clearly had no intentions of us all being the same, right? including our spouses. And right. they just aren't going to be the same. And if that is our standard, like you said, it'll set us all up to fail. Yep. One of the things that I think is such a beneficial practice in your marriage. And sometimes I've had to pray this more than other times is to ask God to help me see my husband through God's eyes. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, if you're in a place where you're like, I'm struggling to see the good in him, I'm, right. you know, cause we go through se- seasons where the worst of us comes out and the worst mm-hmm. of us will almost always come out at home with our family. Cause that's where the, where the safest. And, um, and, and if, so if you're like, I am hearing what you're saying and I want to believe that, but I can't even find anything good in him right mm-hmm. now. Um, or, or her, whoever's listening to this. And I know someone who can help you. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and really every day say help you know, when they're on their way home from work, be like, Lord, help me see the good in them. The way you see the good, help me see what you love about them. Help me see what you created in him to make mm-hmm. beautiful. And if you're willing, he's going to prick your heart and mm-hmm. he's going to help you see it. And, and then I would really encourage you to take it a step for, for further and acknowledge that to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because Allowed. if you're struggling to see good in him, he feels it. He knows yep. it. And, mm-hmm. and that can yeah. change everything. Well, I was talking to a friend today who is on her first, she's parenting teenagers, two of them. They're really close in age for the first time. Right. And I'm on round two. And so, and my my seventh grader, my ninth grader, you know, they're doing the sass and the and the stupid eyes and all that, you know, they're full in it. And she was just like, she's like a real stickler. And I'm not saying I'm not, but she like couldn't wrap her head around like these, why are these kids being this way? And I was like, listen, 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 <laughs> first of all, this is normal for them. They have 
kind of have to go through the season. Doesn't mean you get to let them be disrespectful. But I was like, you will ruin your relationship if you cannot focus on anything good in these kids. I was like, they could do 20 dumb things every single day and you might need to correct a few of them. Please try not to correct all 20. Correct one or two if you need, absolutely. But I was like, you got to find three things every single day that each of those kids did well and tell God you're grateful for it. Announce it to them. Say you're grateful for it. Build them up. Even if you're like, but they did 20 wrong things. It's like, yeah, but if you just focus on that, you are just dooming your relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And of course, I mean, that's in parenting, but like, and we're going to talk about comparison and parenting, but this example I think fits in all relationships. Like it's not specific to parenting. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like you're saying. Just the doom. It's just going to doom your relationship. Okay. My second point we have today is comparison in marriage devalidates the sanctity or holiness of our marriage. It just devalidates it. Our marriage is meant to be sacred. So in Ephesians, it says that husbands are to love their wives just like Christ loved the church. And that he should, you know, lay his life down like like Christ did for the church. Yeah. And that says a lot about what God thinks about marriage. And let's just, you know, let's say again, what you, I mean, Jesus loved the church so much. He loved us so much. He died, right. literally died and right. three days in hell for us. Like that is ultimate sacrifice. Ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. And, and husbands are supposed to, now we're supposed to respect our husbands, but that they're mm-hmm. supposed to love us that much and that well which says what God thinks of the holiness of marriage. And so when we're comparing, we're just devalidating. I mean, like, would we really compare Jesus to like some other religion's God? Like any other person in the world. Yeah. Or any other person in the world. But it's just like, oh, well, if Jesus do this or do that, it's like, oh my God, no, like he, he, no, our husbands are not perfect, but Jesus was perfect. Right. And our marriages are meant to reflect the gospel. That's literally what Ephesians says. And then um, I love this because it says, uh, in the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies, for he who loves his wife loves himself. No one has ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church. So it's not just love it and be sacrificial for it, but like nourish it and cherish it. And I believe that that is for women as well, that we are to nourish and cherish our husbands, even though it's talking specifically to husbands here, but why in the world would it not be right for us as well? You could apply right. that to any relationship, nourish and cherish any relationship you have. Because right. that's, I mean, Christ says, forgive as I forgave, love as I loved, right? Like treat others like you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So I think all of this could go to all relationships, but so specifically in our marriages, like if we compare our spouses and even just in our minds, we're tearing them down. Yeah. And it's just so not how Christ loved us and the church. It, well, and and I mean, it just, even if, like Rachel said, even if you're just comparing in our minds, that is, we can feel when the people around us aren't liking us. Like we can feel that. And that creates a separation physically. It creates a separation emotionally, mm-hmm. <clears throat> spiritually. And I mean, you're just, so and even really. just, even if you don't let it come out of your mouth, your marriage is going to start breaking down yep. because all of that is going to start happening and, and he and he might not even know why, but it's going to start happening. Right. Well, we've talked about last season, we talked about the power of our mindset and how negative thoughts can just be so toxic. And so even if you're only comparing your husband in your mind or yeah. if, you're, if you're a man listening, your spouse, I guess, in your mind, you are devalidating your marriage. You are right. hurting every, you're hurting your own self too, because you're never right. going to be happy. Right. Because you're creating right. these brain waves or these brain, um, 
paths, neurological paths in your mind that basically are like, well, what I already said is how I feel and now I'm going to feel that even more. So it's like you're going to be even Mm -hmm. less happy if you keep doing it yeah, over and over. Okay. Since this is supposed to be a mini-series, we should keep moving along. So the third point we have is comparison in our marriage does not honor our marriage or our spouse. Romans 12.10 says, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. The ESV version says, outdo one another in showing honor. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I do not do this in my marriage. I mean, I try to be like the best wife I can and like love my husband, you know, the way God loves him and see him that way. But like outdo one another in showing honor. Like Mm -hmm. that's, I love the way it phrases that. Just like one up each other in being honor, like showing one another honor and in the best possible way. It sounds bad to say one up, but you know what I mean. It does. It's like a competition of one-upping each other and loving each other the best. Right. Exactly. And the thing is, is this can only happen like the, um, we went to a marriage conference once where basically the premise was me, uh, you before me. (laughs) I always say it wrong. Me before you. (laughs) No, that's what a lot of people do in marriage is me before you. You have to flip it. You did not go to a conference to teach you that? (laughs) No, they didn't teach us that there. That was my takeaway, but they didn't know. I'm just kidding. It was you before me. And if both people in the marriage are saying, hey, you before me, your desires before my desires. If you're both doing that, you're honoring one another and building each other up and building up your marriage and strengthening your marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're not going to be looking around you at everyone else's marriage, at everyone else's person and and things like that, because that's the goal is to stay focused on the person we committed our life to. Exactly. And Jesus first, right? So like this can only happen when our eyes are focused on Jesus first and our spouse next, like you're saying our spouse over everyone else, but like Jesus and then our spouse. So it's almost like we want to see Jesus, um, sorry, like our husbands like through Jesus, like Jesus is in the front and our husbands are behind him and we're looking through Jesus and everything through the lens of Christ and how he loves us and he forgives us and he cherishes us and, and, you know, wants a relationship with us. And if we see everything through that, which I am not there. Like I, this is like something I really need to work on, but I'm like, wow, if I could just see my husband through the lens of Christ, right? how different would our marriages be? And then there's no room for other marriages to come into the equation when it's like Jesus is the lens and then our husband is on. It's like, where is everyone else? Well, I don't know. They're somewhere right. else. It's like the big lens you were talking about in a, yep, a couple episodes. Exactly. You're focused in on the two mm-hmm. most important things. Yep. Where's everyone else? I don't know. They're out of focus. Right. The lens right, is exactly. too close. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. I love it too. I'm excited. I feel um, I feel like I am learning a lot myself just by like preparing for this. And it's not mm-hmm. like this is new to me, but it's stuff I need to be reminded of like immensely. Well, when you've been married for two decades or more, you it's easy just to keep pl- plugging along and kind of forget mm-hmm. about the fresh things, you know, that like right. the whole outdoing each other with honor. Like that's not a new thought, but also it's easy to not have that at the forefront of your mind. And so, yeah, for sure. And I want to say too, before we wrap up, I think that it's really important. A lot of women especially are not good at saying what they want or need. Mm -hmm. Our husbands are not mind readers. Our spouses are not mind readers. If there is something you need, say it. And don't just sit and compare. Be like, I could really use, like, I could really use you to initiate a date. 
just yep. even every other month, yep. right? Like that's what I want from you. Is there any way you could do that? Now, yes. unfortunately, if you say that and they don't do it, well, now you're going to be disappointed. But like then you have a conversation. Hey, do you remember we talked about that? It was really important to me. You said yeah. you could do it. Is that something that you can still commit to? But like yeah. we have to. I have to tell my husband, hey, I know you're on your way home. Uh, I know it's been like a week and you're going to want things from me physically and <laughs> intimately, but like I've had a really bad morning. You're going to have to push it off. Please, it's yeah. really important to me. I will make it happen. But like yeah. I have to communicate what I need and not that my needs are the utmost important, but like if I've been home with the kids all week, like he's going to come home and take care of me. But if I am like, well, you know, just comparing him to other people, but not communicating what I needed, right. yeah. it's everyone loses. Because yeah. then I'm frustrated, he's frustrated, like no yeah. one's happy with each other. Do you have a challenge for people this week or you want me to come up with one? I just think that, you know, if Rachel, I've been married 25 years, Rachel's been married 20 years, correct? 20? In March, it'll be 20. Almost 20, okay. And if we could listen to this and be like, oh, that is something that I definitely could yeah. focus more on find your thing that you're like, don't, don't disregard like, Oh, I've been married long enough. I don't need to hear this. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you've gotten to the end of it. You listen to it, but like, let it absorb and let yourself <laughs> find something that, um, that could be beneficial. Even if your marriage is doing fine, like mm -hmm. we can yeah. always amp up our, our, the yeah. way we love each other and, and respect each other and take care of each other. And so exactly. Um, that's my challenge. Totally. I love that. Well, next episode, we are going to be talking about parenting. So. Yep. All right. Thanks for joining us, you guys. We'd love to hear from you through social media. Um, we're on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. So, yep. Hope Come you guys have a great week. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>